Humans, Hork Bajir Andalites, Yerks, and Taxons, if you managed to get some earbuds, welcome folks to the Born to Yerks for all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs. I'm Luna. I have terrible news for you. Uh-oh. I, I'm Blair, but I was doing a shenanigan with Seda, and I stayed in the morph for too long. Oh no. And Seda stayed in their Geralt morph for too long, so now Seda's <laughs> stuck as their cat. And I'm, me, Blair, stuck as Seda. And how, knows how, for how long. How's Gerald handling it? Um, well, he's touching, he's like laying down on the ground. And Wait, how do you know that's, it. how do you know that's Gerald Gerald and not Seda Gerald? You know what? We can't know. And that's the scariest part. Oh, it truly is. Uh, I, I was going to do that joke and then I'm glad you did it for me. <laughs> Right in. <laughs> yeah. So, like we discussed on last, like, like we discussed last podcast, um, Blair is taking a brief hiatus for a couple of months to focus on the semester and working. And in the meantime, we are going to be tackling the show. And I said there was going to be a rotating cadre of guests, but frankly, I everyone who, I I've made a bunch of tweets about, it and everyone wanted to be on fear baiting, and no one else really knew enough about animals to want to be on it. So I've got a little bit of interest for a couple of guest spots, but Seda is going to be Blair's replacement just entirely for this entire stretch of time. We're going to be doing the the TV show with Seda, and occasionally it will be Seda and another guest that I have lined up in case I'm you know. So excited! Yeah, me too. Uh, so Seda, uh, for those of for those listening who have not listened to Fear Baiting before, uh, tell us a little about tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what's your what's your whole steez? Uh, my whole oh, I'm sorry, my like Gerald is actually just touching stuff. <laughs> I need to just shove him. Okay, hi, Gerald. I'm Seda. Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm on the internet. And uh, I read Animorphs as a kid, actually, and I remember loving it a lot. Um, but I don't remember being freaked out by it, which is really disconcerting to me now because I've been reading along with this p- podcast and just been sort of horrified both um, ethically and psychologically by a lot <laughs> of it. And I'm just like, was I okay? Like, as a the like seven-year-old picking these up from the scholastic book fair with my like scented erasers just reading them and being like haha yay ethical f- philosophical dilemmas about the nature of war and also this guy t- keeps turning into a dog and it sucks to read about yeah no uh I, frankly, I don't think that's like I don't think that's really your issue that you were picking those up at seven. I think it was Scholastic's issue for fucking stocking them. They just probably like saw the covers like, oh, this is definitely some kid shit, and like yeah, they, they like so. they like read they like read the first chapter, which is always like a fanciful, fun adventure about like kids saving the the some like doing some local activism. Like the first chapter is literally just always that in every book. So they read the first chapter and they're like, "Oh, this is perfectly suitable for kids." And they didn't skip to like chapter sixteen when a bird tries to when a when a kid trapped as a bird tries to commit suicide by like flying at a window because it is so depressed and cannot remember who he is. Or a kid who is an animal starts talking about the ethics of killing animals if you can become an animal and what that means philosophically for what the meaning of life is and what the value of life is. Yeah. That's cool. That's my cool, oh yeah, I'm going to start rereading these books because they're children's books and will probably be really easy for me to digest with my short attention span. Like I like this was straight up right next to A to Z mysteries in the library. Like the, there were like it was like books as a series. It was like A to Z mysteries, animorphs, like mm-hmm. fucking some other bullshit, like Del Toro Chronicles. Oh but fuck! I, I wish say, there I wish I, there were enough I wish there were enough Del Toro Chronicles books to do a Del Toro Chronicles reread podcast. 
Fuck I don't think me. I'm familiar How? with that one. Oh, you're not? Oh, fuck, Sadie. You should go back and check those out. You would. I think you would like them. Okay, cool. I gotta, I gotta read. I gotta see how many of these books there were. There were only, yeah, there weren't enough. The Forest of Silence, The Lake of Tears. Oh, those are good titles. Yeah. I will say though, like I never watched the show, um, even though um, the first thing I said after we finished the episode when we watched it together was um, not to diss my own country, but th- this seems like it was made in Canada. <laughs> it really and does. I looked it up, and yeah, I was not wrong. It was a YTV production filmed in Toronto. Um, Sorry this, about actually, us. this actually makes this actually make a this actually makes me just a little bit curious because there's another show that like I saw a cut like maybe like it was a while ago maybe ten years ago that reminded me a little bit of this show. Um, the show was called Dino Squad or a little bit about uh, animals. The show was called Dino Squad and it was about five teenagers who turned into dinosaurs. And now it's got me curious. Um, was that also a Canadian broadcast? Like was that a Canadian thing? That- and. Probably. <laughs> I mean, what do we got? We got like Cookie Jar Kids Network. Uh, I don't know if that's Canadian. I don't Kid, think so. Kids Co. Uh, De- Deke. Deke. Is Deke Canadian? No, Deke is... The, I can't believe that show came out of California because that sounds... that's That show looked heinously Canadian. Yeah. YTV was responsible for a lot of... Geralt! Sorry. <laughs> Geralt! No! YTV was responsible for a lot of sort of just general shenanigery. Um, yeah, what what 90s. else was YTV responsible for? Oh shit. Um I mean, I don't know how much of it you would have even seen because YTV I'm I'm, I'm looking station. at I'm looking at the list of programs broadcast by YTV because I'm just curious to see if there's anything here that I do recognize. Oh, there was, there was Uh-oh, which was one of those classic kids game shows where kids got slimed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of the dark was YTV, I believe, or at least aired on YTV? Uh there was a School of Rock TV show that got picked up on YTV recently. Oh golly. I just learned that the big comfy couch went till 2007, which is longer than I was. Oh, that, that you know what? That makes sense that that was Canadian. Yeah, that does actually track. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Guinevere Jones. That actually Guinevere Jones sounds familiar. Do I know that? No, I don't know that one. What the fuck? What the fuck is going? Dude, have you heard of this? Have you heard of this Guinevere Jones, Seda? I don't believe so. All right, I'm going to link you the book cover because I don't know what the fuck is happening in this photo, but this is the cover of the first book that eventually had a TV show on YTV based on it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay, so what I'm seeing here, um, it definitely seems to be based on, like, um, who's the who's the Guinevere from Fantasy? Was that a I... Merlin? Was that a Merlin lady? Beowulf? Maybe. It's I don't certainly know. because we've got sort of an old fashioned grayscale, what I first thought was a statue, um, Guinevere, and then what looks like maybe her modern day wearing sort of like a sassy little denim shrug and like a tank top. And then a um, dude who is like who has the same hairstyle. Just <laughs> who is like geriatric. Yeah. Uh, I'm just now I've got now I'm falling down a YTV rabbit hole because the Zach files is also on there, which I only remember because there was an episode where um, the titular Zach, it, it was an X-Files parody, of course, or like an X-Files for kids. <laughs> I do remember this episode where I think like Zach gets some deodorant, but it's women's deodorant and he puts it on and he turns into a girl. And that certainly didn't lead to anything in my brain happening. No, that doesn't sound like it would be formative for you. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year um, were you born, Luna? I was born in 94. Okay. So we would have some similar shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Reboot. Okay, it makes sense why. And I'll make now. I understand why reboot was never a big thing in the states. But I feel like every Canadian that like makes content online these days will reference reboot at some point because reboot, reboot was a rules. By the way, I, I, and also if if I can gently segue, um, the reboot graphics are not dissimilar to some graphics we see very early on in episode one of season one of the Animorphs television show. I, I, I really like your segue, but I do want to keep going down this down this YTV hole just a little bit longer. Okay. Because yep. also on that list, <laughs> Martin Mystery, the somehow hornier spin-off of Totally Spies. Uh oh, no. let's see. Yeah, were you not familiar with Martin Mystery? I don't believe so, but I'm, I'm familiar really ex- with the horniness of Totally Spies, so that worries me. I'm really, really excited for our friends over at Totally Reprise to get to the episodes where it crosses over with Martin Mystery, because that does happen, like, three times. Oh, my God. Uh, there's also Monster by Mistake, which I remember being a, a small, like, a microcosm meme re- uh, a couple of years ago, because that opening oh, yeah. was something else. Uh, Zix? Oh, my. Wait, holy shit. Is this what I think it is? Holy shit. Yeah, Zix. Okay. That was a show... I- I only remember that show because it, like, aired on Cartoon Network along, like, Johnny Test or something. Like, it premiered on the same day. And Johnny Test went on to do things. And Zix had three episodes and stopped, which was unfortunate because I was a big fan. For me, growing up, I always really wanted to have, um, like, a a pirate radio station. And whenever I look at old YTV shows, I'm kind of remembering why. Because Radioactive, it wasn't a pirate TV uh, radio station. It was, like, a high school radio station. Um, mm-hmm. They had that, and there was also a show later that was, I think, might have literally been called Pirate Radio, where, like, these kids started an underground radio station. I don't think that it was political at all. I don't think that they had any, like, revolutionary sort of tactics that they were sort of trying to, like, secretly spread. I think they were literally like, oh, the music on the red sucks. Let's play our good music from, from but it's secret. Yeah, and no, I guess that like, really affected me because I've always just been like, kind of like, ooh, I'm gonna have a secret radio station. But I guess in this day and age, we all have secret radio stations, and they're called podcasts. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with you there because the only like straight up the only reason that I went into doing radio when I was at college was because uh, in the third season of Veronica Mars, uh, the one of the main characters, Piz, is like he runs a radio show, and it's like he shows up for a couple minutes every episode doing a radio show, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And yeah, that's... no, I love that shit. It's honestly, it's such a good narrative framing device to have um, somebody sitting in a booth so that the protagonist or somebody can come up and like knock on the window, and they'll like make eyes, and then the broadcast will end, and they'll you know. Yep. Be have like, you ever have you ever heard. seen have you ever seen Pawnee Pool? Uh, oh no, I haven't. I know that I have to. You should. If you like that, if you like those scenes, you should. Um, by the way, can we, can we, before we get into the episode again, sorry, can we talk about how good Veronica Mars was? Cause like that was, did you ever see that show? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, remember how they actually did a respectful portrayal of a trans character in like 2005 in like the third episode? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no, like, it's this weird... I, I'm sure I've explained this before on, I think, Fear Bidding, but, like, it's this episode where some kid hires uh, Veronica to find his dad, and the reason that she can't find his dad is because his the kid's dad has transitioned and, like, undergone hormone reassignment therapy, and it's a completely respectful p- portrayal of this woman. Oh, shit, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like in the thir- second oh, or third episode. Yeah. It's extremely good. Veronica Mars is a very good TV show. But speaking of very good TV shows, Animorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so we have so we have one person in the show who went on to great uh, to great uh, successes. Great success. Get it? Like um, Borat. Oh, like the movie Borat. Like the movie Borat. Okay. You know, like he says, great success, and oh, also movie, my wife. Oh, oh yeah, movies, movies like this, like this uh, actor has been in. Yeah. Borat. Um, you can, you can. I really like the fact that you can like. The, you can tell a TV show like rocketed a lot of people to great to to high success if there is more red names on the Wikipedia page than there are blue ones. I will say the kids haven't done so badly for themselves. Well, like, Sean Ashmore, Sean Ashmore has managed to actually make a career out of acting, but I'm literally Brooke Nevin. I only know because she showed up in that movie Frozen, not the not the kids one, but the the one about the ski not lift the and. Good one. Yeah, she was in that movie with Sean Ashmore, by the way, which I have to imagine was a little bit weird the first day they were on set. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I, I was looking br- at this earlier, and I believe the kid who plays Marco is now a personal trainer. Yes, he is. Um, Boris Cabernetta. Yeah, yeah. And there was another guy who was involved in tech in some way. <laughs> that <laughs> That's what I, I believe is what I read. Yeah. I'm just curious to see if, like, the basically the basically the like the litmus test is if you click on so, if you click on an actor's name and there is a photo there, that's when you can like actually look to see if you know this actor, right, or yeah. actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like nothing. I mean, Paulo Costanzo has done some things. He plays Axe when Axe shows up. I'm really excited he, for Axe. He, he was in the he was in the spinoff of Friends, Joey, and he was also the uh, he was also the protagonist in Royal Pains. The, the the USA TV show about the doctor who works in the uh, the Hamptons? Is that the rich area? Um, oh, yeah. It was in the Kim Kardashian uh, mobile game, so I think so. Okay, cool. Anyway, so... We... I would say, in defense of all of these people, I think they were all Canadian. So they had their work kind of cut out for them anyway. Let's see. Sean Ashmore, Canadian. Brooke Nevin, Canadian. Boris Cabrera. Boris is from California, so he doesn't have an excuse. <laughs> he just wanted to help people get buff. Yeah, Cassie is Canadian, and Tobias is Canadian. Yes. Yeah. So, and I mean, we can't check on any of the red names, but I'd bet my bottom dollar. <laughs> yep. Uh, the guy who played Tobias, his Wikipedia page is very good at lying because it says his active his active acting years were from 1998 to present. He hasn't been in a role in eight years, so. Like I mean, if he's still if he's still pounding the pavement and just not getting the roles, like more power to you, dude. But like, do do you have to like? I feel like Wikipedia never lists you as an inactive actor unless you die or officially announce retirement. Yeah, I think you have to like actively be like, "Yo, I'm out." Yeah, I wonder if any of these people have a Twitter. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the episode. Sure. We open with sort of the same thing that all of the books open with, which is um, the narrating character. Well, that that's not exactly a concept that exists in the show, but we open with Jake basically monologuing. Is he is the setup that he has set up a video camera and is sort of trying to leave a message just in case they die? I I guess so. It's It sort of seemed like he was sitting down and talking to a camera because I believe at the end... 
uh, he actually sort of lunges forward like he's going to turn it off. But he's giving us sort of the standard monologue of, can't tell you where we are, but we're somewhere. We promise. It's all for real. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. What the fuck? The, the, you asked me if mine started with a monologue, and I said yes. But the, what mine opens with is a monologue of, oh, of Jake. Uh, Jake doing a monologue over footage of him walking through a parking lot. Okay, so we watched slightly different versions somehow. Yeah, can you link me yours just so I can, like... I'll cut the pause, but I just want to see what I missed. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, so I wasn't, like, so overtired that I forgot five minutes of footage. That's comforting to me personally. It's weird in sort of a more general sense. Wait, wait, Seda. This is... I think this is... I think this is the second episode. No, what? It's not. It's the rest of it is all the same. It's just the monologue. Because I, fu- I thought I, the same okay, thing. Okay, the one we the one we were watching was the one that the one that got ripped from Netflix. This must be like the TV broadcast version. That makes a lot of sense because they want to give more context. Holy shit! He monologued for like three fucking minutes. Oh yeah, no, and and it's really funny because he explains the entire plot of the first episode. I wonder if he does that on the next episode. I'm cur- let's let's find out if he does the. No, no video camera to be found on the next one. Jesus, that's fucking... That's fucked up. That yeah. wasn't in the version that we watched last night. Okay. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's but that's... Really in weird. any case, I guess in some versions, Jake delivers sort of the sort of first chapter monologue saying... Laying out the entire premise of the series, which is really funny before the first episode of the first season of a show, which is about to explain the entire premise of the series... But, okay, you know, you gotta grab him in the first couple minutes, otherwise, you know, nobody's gonna see your really, really good video game graphics. Yeah, because these these video game graphics are extremely potent, because it is like, it's like if, um, if you went back in time to, like, 1996 or whenever the hell Super Mario 64 came out, um... If you went back in time to like six months prior to that and someone told you, oh, they're making a 3D Super Mario game, this is what you would picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Except for with true. mechs. <clears throat> Except and for with mechs. Yes. Yeah. It's They open in the arcade. And may I just say, Tobias is sort of introduced as almost like a villain would be introduced. Like he's silent. He seems to be fighting Jake and Marco. Well, he's going for their high. He's going after the same high score as they are. Yeah, but and and then he sort of sulks out of the arcade because he can't afford any more because he's broke. But he yeah. beats the shit out of their score. Yeah, but it's just it's tonally a very weird introduction. I feel like especially he's got this like dreamy '90s hair, and it's yeah. kind of like, ooh, is this guy gonna be a a bully? No, he's gonna be my son, and I'm gonna love him. Yeah, your bird son. That's my bird son. Does, do you think Gerald will get weird about that? Um, because yeah. You... <laughs> yeah, but Gerald's really, really stupid. So I think that Tobias w- would win. <laughs> like, in a fight. I just... Okay. <laughs> or, okay. you know. And most things, a rap battle, Tobias would probably win. Not soft. Gerald's oh, man. Soft. Epic epic rap battles of history. Tobias versus Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone isn't familiar, Gerald is my 18-pound, enormous, three-foot-long black 18 cat. He's 18 pounds? He's about 15 pounds. I knew he was big, but holy shit. He's big. He's 
he when he stretches like up, he's all the way up to my hips, and I'm five seven and have really long legs. Seda, can you please give me a picture of Gerald to use in the show notes because I need to. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll write a note to myself and find one after. I've got some really good long ones. Awesome. Oh, I love that long boy. That long, that beautiful boy. Yep. Uh, all right. Um. So we're about what ten seconds into the episode, give or uh, take. Prox, a prox. Yeah. Um. So fucking. Homer sets off the plot in this. It's it's yeah. Not, it's because they, they let like, dogs into an arcade apparently. First yeah. of all. And I will say, like, this is going to be a standard for sort of the next. Uh, it's for most of the episode. Homer the dog gets so many reaction shots, and I it's laugh almost every single good. time. Like something will happen, and they'll just kind of cut to Homer, and he'll be like, he'll either go sort of like, Boof, or he'll just kind of stick his little tongue out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's constant. It's like I think that he gets more reaction shots than most of the kids. Yeah. Which like, I love. They, like, all, like, he get, like, there's a, there's a shot near the, near, like, the, the halfway point where, like, there's a quick reaction shot of everyone, and then it just holds on Homer's face for, like, three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It is so extremely good. And so, whereas in the first book, they sort of just stumble upon the construction site with the crash and everything because they're taking a shortcut in this one it's very much set up like homer sets it off homer just kind of takes off and everybody goes running after him and he happens to run into the construction site and tobias happens to be standing there completely silently and still like a fucking weirdo who i love so much oh i love tobias homer and jake's like thanks and tobias says nothing because tobias says like four words in this episode maybe they need to make extremely clear that he is a quiet boy who none of them know unlike in the show around here right and tobias is like Unlike in the show where, like, these people are familiar with him and they know that he gets bullied a lot. Yeah. Like, that that instantly garners sympathy for Tobias in the books. And in the show, they're just like, who the fuck is this quiet kid? I don't fucking know. He just walked out of nowhere. He has my dog. And, like, thanks? <laughs> and then he says, and then he says, no, look. And then the ship comes out of the sky. Yeah. Oh, also, I, I, need, to, I need to talk about the fact that, um, uh, I'm... <laughs> Marco in the show now. Okay, Marco in the books. Um, I believe is explicitly Latino. If not, like he's the he is, whoever. Yeah. The, okay, it's yeah. Quite a few times. I just I just read a couple mentions of it, and he explicitly says like, "Oh yeah, no, I know some Spanish because like my grandmother only speaks Spanish and that kind of thing." Right, but he doesn't like. From my recollection, at least, he does not like intermingle words into his like intermingle spanish no, words into his english sentences he doesn't do this sort of weird fake bilingual i'm not actually bilingual but i'm trying to write a bilingual character thing you, you mean like that that thing where it's like uh, the, the 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 main character will say hi to the foreign student and he'll be like hola and she'll be like hola and then he's like oh i'm sorry i forgot that i was supposed to speak english I will say, though, what he does do in the show that's very impressive is wear a, the most 90s jacket I've seen in a while. He does because do it's that. Like, it's like 17 sizes too big for him and just neon orange. Oh, which yeah. I really appreciate. Because one thing about men's fashion in the 90s <laughs> that I feel like I really will never get over is that everything was so much too big. He looks like he stole an outfit from San Quentin that belonged to a man named Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Took me a second to get there, but I think it was a pretty good joke. Yeah, no, it landed, definitely. Oh, God. 
so fucking there's not going to be this is probably not going to hit a full hour of content because there's not a lot in this episode frankly um yeah because we do get uh, the, like the drone ship crashes and we see some very nice practical effects like good for the time like i was kind of expecting some stop motion shit to like hobble out of the crashed like spaceship yeah no i was actually super impressed by almost all of the effects in this episode and i feel like it's because they knew their limits Mm -hmm. um they didn't try to make elfang or like cgi uh or whatever he seems to be he it's like both of the um andalites we see are definitely puppets um and they don't try to show the entire thing and when there's a transformation into an alien like another alien creature it's only shown through the shadow which i actually thought was both a great way to not have to show the shitty cgi of one puppet transforming into another puppet but also a way to decrease the violence of a giant space monster chomping down an andalite yeah yeah so i feel like they knew their limits worked within them and it actually worked really well and i love Elfanger's beautiful, weird marble eyes. Yeah. That are are six meters wide and just look like you should be throwing them on the playground to win other marbles. I don't know how marbles works. Marbles is... Marbles is harbles. Marbles is harbles. Um, Sorry if I've been a little bit silent. I've been Googling. (laughs) Sorry to call myself out, but I was just Googling about We Know the Devil for no reason. The thought just entered my brain and I decided to go look it up. Okay, sure. You know, you know, you know, the visual novel, We Know the Devil? No. Oh, you should play it. I've heard it. I've been told it's very good. Oh, so you don't even know personally? No, but like everyone, every, people I respect have been like, oh, this is very good. Anyway, sorry about that. I just had like a weird brain worm that was just like, hey, Google We Know the Devil and then say something about it on the you show. You can't talk about brain worms on this show. They have a very different context. <laughs> okay, speaking of which, we do say, we do, as Prince Elfengor um, does explain the fucking... Oh my God. He does explain how these things have, like, what, what a year is. And we get this incredible graphic, which it's is like basically... It's like trip-hop YouTube video, like, Windows Media visualization. Like, it looks like Vaporwave. Like, this is better, this is a better Vaporwave music video than I feel like most Vaporwave music video creators actually create. It's truly beautiful. Just a CGI head kind of rotating everywhere, a weird little slug. It's kind of like overlaid with like it, it, like it, it would be it's, it's a, it is a step above just video just like actual video footage of a slug crawling on a single animation cell. Like that's it's almost <laughs> that. It's yeah. a step above that, so it's not quite that, but it's it's fucking close. I think like I only caught it when I was looking at it like watching it the second time. Um it seems to be that's how they're... I'm really curious if this keeps going over the series because it seems like it's how they were trying to visual, like, visually show how... Because Thought Elf speak sort works. Of points at, yeah, he sort of like points at them and then like his hand drops right as the CGI stops. So mm-hmm. if that is like... If we can get more of that, I, I want it so badly. It's so good. Because so it's really... It's incredible. I'm really happy. So everyone presses their hand to the Escafil device, 
And then uh, uh, Tobias is reluctant to do so. And then Elfingor is like, Tobias, do it. And he's like, how do you know my name? And Elfingor is just like, Tobias, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, who gives a shit? It, do it. It glows a bunch of different colors. Um, all hell breaks loose. They're, the Visser 3's ship starts to land and they're all running away. And then, I think we were both confused by this. Elf like throws something at Tobias. And he's like, yo, protect this with your heart and soul. Yeah, that that was a thing that happened. Yeah, which I'm really curious. If, what wh- how, is how, if, when that pays off? Yeah, what that's a substitute for. Because it's definitely brought up briefly at the end. Because Tobias doesn't catch it. And the other kids won't let him go back for it. Like in the moment. Because they don't want him to get shot by this other ship that's coming. Um, but they talk about it briefly at the very end. Being like, mm-hmm. what was it he threw at you? He's like, I don't know. It was some kind of disc. <laughs> I don't think Which that happened just, in the book. I don't know what that's a substitute for. Hey, you know what? You know what the you know what the name of this episode is called? Mm. My name is Jake. My name is Jake. My name is Jake. Da, 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 da. I'm fighting the years. Get it? No. Uh, who the fuck is that song by? I actually <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Um, uh, sorry, that, like that was a good joke if you do that. That's fine. My next note is Visser 3 is Oh, it's by hot, Weezer. Which I did say in the moment. The Visser 3 is hot, and I'm not afraid to say it. Oh, his human form is not good to look at. Well, I don't give a shit about his human form. <laughs> oh, Sid, I his can't Andalite believe, I can't form believe, is really hot. I can't believe you want to fuck Visser 3. Listen, Andalites are really hot. Like, I'm not... It, I'm not treading new ground here. I'm not trying to, like, shake up the system. I'm not rocking the boat. I'm just stating facts that we all know, which is that Andalites are really good-looking. Sure. I, I can I can, I can can ride with you on that one. Thanks. Um, so Visitor 3 go, comes down, and we see some more great animation, by which I mean we see, puppet, we see shadow puppets on a wall of Visitor 3 morphing into some big creature. And there's, like, some bone crunchies. And yeah. then we just see that we just see him get really big, and it's just like I, I think the shot is just like unmoving because it's like thirty seconds of him morphing, and then he just like chomps down Elfengore. Yeah, which again I would like to say I think is probably the best way they could have done it, both for yeah how it how it looks way better than showing the actual transformation would, and because we don't want to see this cool guy uh, get chomped. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Rip Elfengore again. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rip. Rest in peace, Brave Prince. Discord really decided to really keep cutting out during that, so I was getting like a funky little fun remix. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) Of the tune. (laughs) It's like, hell yeah. Hit me with that drop, as they say. Um, that that sweet like... trumpet drop. <laughs> actually, if you're listening, actually if you're, if you're listening to like some Mumbaton, you could probably hear some of that. Some sweet trumpet drops. Love a horn drop. There was yeah. a line shortly after this that I think we repeated about three times. Um, yeah, it's like. They must have gone. It was like it's just like some of the worst ADR I've ever heard in my life, and I'm gonna splice it into the episode right here. Keep looking. They have to be somewhere. And I'm gonna play it again three times here. Keep looking. Keep looking. They have to be somewhere. 
And then I am going <laughs> to remix it here. Santa's gonna make us a theme song based on it here. I literally thought about ripping the audio and trying to do a remix of it today, but then I was, I've, I've destroyed my sleep schedule and I was just unmoving. But I probably will now that you've said it because I can't not commit to a bit. <laughs> oh my god! If if you're going to do it like tonight, tell me so I don't like I'll publish the episode. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you probably won't because you're busy tonight. But um, maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so we get some very bad ADR and then uh, because Homer is high or Jake is hiding with Homer and uh, then Jake decides to use his newfound morphing power and uh, to acquire Homer to get out of there safely and he and does it. it fucking sucks. It sucks and it's bad. Like, it's bad to look I, at. It's worse to hear. Like, okay. I gotta call myself out a little bit here. There was technology for doing this decently back around this time. You ever heard of the show Sheena? Um, maybe? It, it was about this, like, woman of the wilds who could, like, morph into animals. It was... I don't know anything about it, but all I do know that I did... I have seen this scene a uh, question mark number of times. Anyways, we'll call it... We'll pause the episode for a minute here, and then we... You, so you can watch that. Okay. Because, just so I can prove to you that there was good animation tech in this time. Okay, I actually don't think that is, like, as much better. Like, I mean, it's obviously better, but I think... I'm just I'm just saying there is better tech than what they did. What, because what they sure. did was an abomination. Well, and I'm sure, say, I'm sure that I... what they did with that was... Uh, I'm sure that what they, how they did this was cheaper than whatever the fuck they did with the other thing. Yeah, I think that looks very much like it's more of a budget issue. But when I say it sucks to look at, I do mean just, like... It's mo- okay. It sucks to look at, in that it's not perfect. But it real. I don't the eighty the 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 audio effects were actually just really visceral. Yeah, there is a <laughs> lot of bones crunching. I'll link it's it in like, the show notes. Yeah, um, but I think in the Animorphs one too, like when Jake was turning into Homer, I re- I didn't I didn't enjoy the sounds that I was hearing. Yeah, it's not good. Not that I expected to, because they do literally describe how it sounds in the book sometimes. And it's not great. Yeah, it's it's not great. I, I okay, gun to your head. Audiobook of Caplegate's word crimes, or watching this for the same length as it would take for someone to re- do an audiobook of Caplegate's word crimes. Oh, yeah, um, it's tough. Oh no, that's really hard. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the two, like the two podcast moments that have scared me most one was very much like the effects of it but one was the words and i don't know which is more scary <laughs> wait two podcast moments well i'm thinking well, i'm just thinking of like audio audio oh, okay okay yeah that have like really affected me one was from alice isn't dead and the other was from limetown and they're both sort of on different like one would be more like an audio book and one is more like a huh. actually hearing it happen 
Uh, curious. Uh, spoilers for Limetown. What was the moment from Limetown that got you? I'm just curious. What was the moment from Limetown that got me? I. Oh my God. What was the moment? Was it from the Limetown death of Napoleon? No, it was. Oh, it scared I, you. Yeah. That moment where there's the two the two people drawing on opposite sides of the diner. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, there was. I think it was a violent moment. I don't remember exactly. I haven't re-listened to it in a while just because it's probably like top five my favorite podcasts of all time. I I think it's easily top one for me. Like yeah, it might line be my time with a fucking favorite. bullet. Yeah, and I I feel like I almost need to like savor it because if I listen to it as much as I want to, I would burn myself out on it. Season two coming this year. Yeah, oh god, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I will say this isn't a criticism, but um, I'm interested in the fact that I understand why they did it, which is why I'm saying it's not a criticism. Having Jake be the first to morph instead of Tobias is really interesting to me thematically just for Tobias's arc mm-hmm. because I feel like one of the things that was so equally like tragic, one of the things about Tobias, one of the reasons he ended up getting caught right is that he or getting trapped is that he was the most interested in morphing like from the very start oh yeah from the jump yeah and i think whereas like he seems he seems like the most like whatever i don't yeah i I can become a dog i don't even care yeah because tobias definitely had the most to escape from which is why it always made sense to me that a he was the first to try morphing and b was the one to ultimately suffer for it the most at first mm-hmm. um and so i understand why they had to it had to be jake in the tv show because he's it, the flagship character and because he's the protagonist he's like the hero the leader um but it's just it's to me that changes tobias's arc in an interesting way but i think that we won't know fully until we watch like the second episode presuming that he still gets trapped in the second episode which i assume because it's a two-parter yeah um yeah i just thought that was kind of um Made me made me think about Tobias. I think about Tobias a lot, though, so it doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah, Tobias is a very Tobias is a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we they they escape and completely not at all like what happens in the books. But what like that's not like a complaint, really. I'm not trying to be like, oh, it needs to be exactly like the books. It's just like it's weird that they yeah, and like I, I feel like there was nothing really wrong about why they did it in the books, but. Yeah, I think it's it's going to... We'll know more once we start seeing how stuff pays off. Yeah. I think because right now, like, the setup being different could be... I, mean, I guess the thing is, the actual event of it is simple enough that they didn't make enough major changes that I think it will really fuck anything up. Mm-hmm. It's just distinct enough that it's kind of jarring in a weird way to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, anyways, the, the so, one thing. Sorry. Oh, go on. No, go on. Um, the one thing that the show hasn't done quite as well yet as the first book did was um, setting up who the characters are. Yeah, I don't really know much about these characters. Yeah, because I found that super impressive in the first book. You got a strong sense of who everyone was really quickly so far all we know about is jake is obviously the leader but we don't know anything about him rachel has a throwaway line about um being gymnastics we know that cassie 
is obviously empathetic because when she sees Elfanger hurt, she immediately jumps up and everyone has to drag her back down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh no, he's hurt. And everyone's like, we don't know what the fuck he is, Cassie. What's wrong with you? We know Marco, you can just, he's a joker, but he's an He's archetype. a jokesman. He's an archetype more than he is like a real character like he was in the book I found. And like I said, Tobias says like four words. So we don't know anything about him except he has gray hair. Yeah. Um, and, uh, fucking, we, we know that Rachel loves a sale because the, when she gets to the arcade, the boys are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I guess I can guess where you guys were. One but word, sale. Who doesn't, sale. am I right? Who we doesn't love do a good shopping. sale? Women's, women and femmes be shopping. Women and femmes be shopping. Um. <sighs> Yeah, they ultimately but, escape, and then they meet up in the cafeteria the next day. None of them know Jake isn't there, and they think that Jake might be dead, but then he isn't. And everyone is drinking, obviously drinking Sunny D that's had the labels taken off. Yeah. Like, every yeah. single kid, except for they do a really dramatic close-up on a kid at one point who's drinking a very, very, very small juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's concentrated. It's, it's more potent. Are you okay, Sina? It's really small juice. And I think that's really funny. Sina! I'm literally crying. Oh my god, don't, don't cry. It's just small juice. Sina! Okay. Jake isn't dead anyway. Do you need a minute? No, no, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. <clears throat> okay, let's close this out. So Jake is like, I became Homer. And Marco's like, uh, yeah, what the fuck ever, bro. And Jake's like, no, I turned into him. And my bones creaked and crunched, but it didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And then then he sees Chapman, the principal. And he sees him itch hit the back of his leg the exact same way that someone he saw someone else do at the construction site. So that means that Chapman's a controller. Bum, bum, bum. And then the, they, the camera pans out over the lunchroom. And that's the end of this episode. And they end on a freeze frame. Yeah. I thought that Chapman being revealed by like a kind of fruity little tick was really good. Yeah, I, I like that actually. It's good. It, it really made me wonder if I have any like physical tells that... Or you could easily identify yourself by. Yeah, like if, if somebody saw me in silhouette or something or if they only saw part of my body but like a non-identifying part, if I have any weird... I'm sure I do because I do weird things with my body what, what what is your what is your signature move what what, really what, sure. what move like, what like the question here is what move comes out when you do two quarter circles forward and all three punch buttons <laughs> um i feel like i rub my clavicle a lot <laughs> but i don't know if you can see my shoulder blades you can probably see enough of my face to identify me anyway so i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know how that would do it yeah. Do you do you have anything that pops to mind? I mean, like mirroring things that I do. Like if I ever like, you know, if I like, f- like, I can't even think of a way. Like if I like knock my right knuckle against a table, I'll do the same with my left knuckle. Oh, like, me too. I yeah. do that across the body. Um, oh, and... I one thing I do that I picked up from Babysitter Club book actually when I was quite young. Um, they. It was a Jessie book, and she's a ballerina, and she described mm-hmm. how her ballet training has made her walk from toe to heel instead of heel toe. Oh, and so I, you do that? 
I picked that up as a kid and I've never broken myself of it. So huh. I, I, I walk toe heel more often than I walk normally. Wow, that's... I'm not thinking, I'm actually going to try that in a little bit. See how, it's see how that works. It's not great. I don't, I just do it because as a kid, I was like, this seems like a fun, quirky thing that I could also do. And then I just started doing it and I still do it like nearly 20 years later. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I, I don't, it's not like a move or anything, but like I do have a toothpick in my mouth more often than not. So like that's something I guess. Oh yeah, totally. But anyway, so that's, that's the episode the, the, of the show. How do you feel? I feel better than I expected to <laughs> or more positive than I expected to it's it, it was it was fine it was very Canadian I think is the best way to put it, it for was a t- very Canadian <laughs> yeah but um so I'm thinking that we might move this show to weekly in Blair's absence because watching a 20 minute TV show is way easier than reading a hundred page book oh sure yeah so yeah keep an eye out for us weekly but um we, we asked for questions. We got a question from at Pidmon. All I can think of with this show nowadays is how Jake's actor had been in bi- has been in bigger and better bigger and bigger roles. What mutant powers would the other characters have alongside Iceman? I mean, I think Cassie's power would just straight up be like and like if she was if Cassie was in the X Men universe, her mutant power would be to turn into any animal that she touched. Yeah. Okay. Mutant powers is really broad. Do you mind if I? What element do you think each kid would be if, let's Ooh, say, Jake was Captain nice? Planet, Captain Planet. Yeah. Cassie's obviously Earth. I was going to say Cassie's heart, but yeah, that Earth also. Oh, yeah, I guess I was thinking like, um... I mean, I, I was thinking would... I was thinking explicitly Captain right, Planet. Right, 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 like, Yeah. I mean, Jake, so Jake is ice. Um, yeah. I, Marco is probably fire. I think so. Uh, you said, you said, you, you said, um... What'd you say? Cassie's Earth. Cassie is definitely Earth. Yeah. Um, I would be interested if Tobias would be air, not only because of the bird thing, but because... I think he would be air. Yeah, because he's also sort of like a wispy, like, like he goes into the background because he's like a sad, like, bullied child. Yeah. Um, and then and... I think Rachel being water would work because the tide looks, uh, the tide looks unassuming, but it will beat the shit out of you if you don't, oh, if you underestimate it. fuck yeah. We did it. Get dab. it, girl. Perfect. Dab, 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 dab. <laughs> oh, I just got really sad about Tobias being air because he just floats back and forth between people's houses and they don't notice him. <laughs> I just sad stuck myself about Tobias being an air element. Say <laughs> it oh, oh my god, remember the tiny juice? Oh. The what? Tiny juice, how that was a better time. <laughs> Before, before I made myself really sad. I thought I thought for a second you said like tiny Jews, and I was like, I mean, I, I we weren't talk we weren't talking about mouse, but like I'm open to it. Oh, that's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's podcast. I guess we have no other questions. Okay, that seems like podcast then. Uh, Seda, where can people find you? Oh shit! Yeah. Um. I'm on Twitter at nudity, but it's an E-A instead of a Y. <laughs> um, and I'm on Tumblr, I guess, at galpalactic, like galactic, mm. but galpal. I don't like to make any of my URLs easy to say. <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, it's, they're, yeah. if, you, if they're easy, if your URL is easy to say or spell, you are a coward. Yeah, exactly. And I also make music uh, under people you meet outside of bars. I made the fear baiting theme, actually. It's good. It's, it's very different from what I normally make. Um, 
I actually just realized the other day that I offered to make y'all a theme when you were first starting the podcast, but I never quite got around to it. So it's kind of like I did, but like a year and a half late. Maybe maybe the Chopped and Screwed remix of that, uh, that fucking... That good line. Yeah, that, that'll be our theme. Wait, you yeah, offered to so... make us a theme for fear baiting? You did? Oh my god. Yeah, I did, but it's when I was living in Toronto and I was a hot mess. And so I just never did anything. Yeah, fair. Um, yep. But yeah, so you can check me, you can check uh, the podcast out at The Wonder Yorks on Twitter, thewonderyorks at gmail.com. And you can find me at Chie Shadonaka on Twitter or chieshatanakas.tumblr.com. Check out my other podcasts, uh, Fear Baiting, which I'm doing with a rotating host of guests until Blair returns, and my leftism podcast, uh, Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. And which is an, which is like another rotating hosts thing. I'm not on this week, but my friends are, and they're funny. Um, and if yes, you want politics, go there. If you want horror movies, go to Fear Baiting. Um, ne- this next episode of Fear Baiting is going to be uh, with friend of the show uh, Ashley from Totally Reprise and Transmission Radio. Uh, we're going to be doing the first season of Marble Hornets. <laughs> oh, great! That's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, but until next week, uh, I'm Luna, and I'm Seda. And remember, keep your hand on the Escafil device. Yeah, close enough. I'll give you. You get credit. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure that actually is exactly the theme. That is actually the thing. Say it again so we can do the.